Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of this show called The Eudaimonia Podcast. I'm your host, Mick. And I, I'm Don. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad at all on this Monday morning. I was actually going to um, flip it around and actually say that, you know, when I say I'm your host, Mick, I was going to say I'm your host, Don, and see what you were going to do. <laughs> I'd probably just call you a dick instead of Mick, so... <laughs> there you go. Probably um, what I do, frankly. <laughs> you're, you can't catch you off guard. I mean, like, <laughs> who, gonna... who knows? Like, you know, your name could really be a, a Richard, and it's just a, a pseudonym. So I just call call you Dick. It's it's no problem. Yeah, you can call me anything at that point, right? Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nicknames are made. You can't give yourself a nickname, right? That is very true. It tends to be something that's awarded to you, <laughs> good or bad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so what what would possibly be the worst nickname? See, that's that's a tough question to answer. Um, like, I don't know. Like I, uh, it's too hard. It's one of the world's most impossible questions to answer. One of my, if there was a list, that would be it. That would be like at least top five. I can't give you. I can't give you the worst one. But one I, one I heard quite recently. Uh, my dad was playing darts with his friends recently. I make him sound like he's sixteen. He's playing darts with his friends. No, I. If they were playing darts, and uh, one of the guys, Joe, he kept missing his darts, and uh, they all start, they all started to call him like <laughs> bounce out Joe, you know, as the darts kept bouncing out of the bloody board. <laughs> so they just called him bounce out Joe. I thought it was very funny. So, so I think the nickname, uh, the criteria of it is, if the person who you're given the nickname is annoyed by it, it automatically sticks, right? Yeah, I mean, oftentimes so, it can be good, though. I mean the Sometimes you might you might like your nickname. Um, yeah, but most of the time it's like something that you just grow into and like just happens so often, and then you're just like, okay, there you go. But this the the guy that you were talking about, Joe, did he like the nickname? Or no, was he he's, by it? no, no, no. It would it would have pissed him off because he was playing terrible and it kept bouncing out, so he was getting more annoyed probably as the evening went on. Um, there you go. So I, that I think. Then. If, Sure. I, well, yeah, it, it can for a while, I suppose, until you get better, and then, then it doesn't stick. Then the, in that case, the dartboards stay in the in, in the bloody board, don't they? And then there's no there's no bounce out. So, um, that's true. Yeah, that's but, that's the way darts works. I actually don't fully understand the game of darts. Um, oh, it's easy. I was watching it. I mean, can you play chess? I know, but I was. I can't play chess yet. Ah, well, then you can play. You know, it's significantly easier than chess. Like so. It's... <laughs> I was watching a championship one of the days with my dad and so I thought that you would hit you actually worked up to the value but you actually worked down oh um, yeah you start off at 501 and then you run the, you run the way down yeah but then you have to get like the exact one uh, that's why it's, at the end that's why you are and you have got to finish on a double number so if you need like 30 yeah. to finish your game you've got to f- like what you'll be doing there is you'll be hitting a double 15. So there's a little yeah. small little spot at the at the at the perimeter, and you'll try and hit that, and that'll be your your times two to your value, and that'll give you. And did uh, did um, so you you're into darts anyway, like you watch um, it. Well, I mean, not really. My my dad would be bigger into darts now. I'd play occasionally if they were you know stuck for a few people. Although I I haven't even been fulfilling that duty recently. Um, I, I've just been step up, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I step out every night of my room, and I go down and I play my dad darts. So that's enough for me. Uh, well, most nights. Well, well, it's most nights, but um, 
No, uh, what what was the question? Um, you were saying something the wor- about the worst nicknames. Oh, okay. The worst nickname right. ever. Oh, okay. like that. Um, that that's like a que- what I was saying is that that's one of the questions that just can't be answered because it's too difficult. It's too difficult to come up with the worst nickname. You can come up with a worst nickname, but not the worst nickname. I just used to have a few like quite humorous terms for random people who I'd consider to be like silly or or, or, or stupid. Um, I remember at work in particular, it used to be very funny. I used to have uh, yes. various people that used to come in and uh, I don't know, like, uh, oh, here comes John. He's like a big boulder, you know, and uh, here comes big, big birdie John, you know, big. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you'd hear the guy coming a, a mile away. The guy, the guy is about 30 stone, you know, and he, he had to go up and down scaffolding and uh, I mean, like, I don't know if, you've, if you're familiar with scaffolding. Most people probably aren't, but they can be quite, con- they can be quite constricted, constricted spaces. They're, you know, different enough to get in and out of. <laughs> this guy's about thirty stone. It's it's unbelievable how he can traverse those stairs. It's 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 something else. It's some sight. But um, that he, that was that was mostly because he he was a professional parkour, right? Individual, like the skills that he had. <laughs> do you know what's really? Do you, do you know what the amazing takeaway from from this this one is? That he actually was an ex-professional trampolinist. <laughs> this this is true, and he's transformed his skill to play trampolining with children at the weekends at Christmas parties, or sorry, at there like birthday go. parties. And he he the people call him. This is how this is how interesting the U, the, the UK is. If you're not in the UK, get into the UK. That's my uh, that's <laughs> even, my even uh, now. Not because I'm with, not because I'm advocating with playing with kids, <laughs> but what I'm what I'm advocating. <laughs> what whoa, I'm advocating, what I'm, ad- what I'm advocating there is not that I'm advocating to get into like tra- like trampolining, but um, anything goes in the UK. So it's 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 it, <laughs> anything like, goes. Th- You're no, not no, making no, it better. What I mean is like um, there's such a demand. It's unbelievable. Like you, you'd have someone like that person in Ireland who used to be quite an accomplished like trampolinist or however you pronounce the. I don't know. You'd call a gymnast a gymnast, right? So I don't know what you'd call like someone who's good at trampolining. <laughs> but um, apparently he gets gigs all the time to do like birthday parties and shit and he gets called to entertain people he's even had a crowd of like drunk people and they just call him mo- like they knew they were going gonna get hammered oh we're, we're gonna call John over because he'll do some flips on the trampoline the guy's like like 30 stone it's absolutely hysterically funny especially when you're on drugs so like the clientele is you just wouldn't believe it interesting but you'd interesting never little- get that earned interesting little um uh prof- like kind of career path but again you probably took a heavy toll in covid times so not uh, covid proof <laughs> i don't understand oh you mean your man with the trampolining and he wasn't getting any yeah gigs? yeah yeah like oh a, yeah in yeah, terms probably. of covid well there is virtual trampolining of course and <laughs> no um, way <laughs> this this can happen so <laughs> stop it <laughs> it's like a, it's called the it's called the the webcam bop so um, what they do is the they, yeah, up. that's what they do. They just have the trampoline in the room, <laughs> and typically you've got a height restriction because you're now indoors, so he 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 can't traverse a great height anymore. So now he just <laughs> collapses in. He collapses into into the ceiling, and then once he once he smashes into the ceiling, he just collapses. The wall just just collapses into himself like a neutron star, and he's um, and and in, uh, last question on this: Does he bring his own trampoline? Yes, it's all oh when he does it in general. Uh, yeah. That's a really good question. I would suspect he probably doesn't. You'd supply the trampoline, but he brings other props. But what if you don't have a trampoline? Does he work around it? 
does he get like a rental one or maybe he I watched a really interesting video about a couple of years ago and it's actually very good the visuals are excellent if you go onto YouTube um, if you're very bored over Christmas this might, <laughs> might, might, might be something nice to do there's a very large uh, red ball with lots of water in it actually it's full of water that, that's, that's the whole point so a very large red ball and you can jump on the big red ball and it's just full of water and the, the 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 there's a certain moment when the ball splits like you would have a balloon you you know you you blow it up and then you get to a certain point and then you keep blowing and then bang it just blows up in your face like 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 lo- just like the expression it blew up in my face right so it reaches the it reaches the particular pressure and then bang it just it just it just snaps <laughs> you should see when he jumps on the ball and the ball just ripples and it just splits. So I, I, I'd imagine if you hadn't, um, if you hadn't a trampoline, um, you could give him a big red ball and you could put water in it, and he'd jump on the ball and, uh, well, then there wouldn't be a ball anymore. There would just be him on the <laughs> ground rolling and wet. <laughs> there you go. He watered the are. plants for you. <laughs> That's it. Well, he also tried to. Did he, in doing so, he also dug a hole in your garden too because he fell through the floor. <laughs> Very good. So uh, how about we get started on this episode? I mean, we we usually have the shenanigans at the start. But in saying that, if you have any questions or comments or anything you'd like addressed on the show, you can find our contact information in the description box below where you'll find our email address or our Twitter. Today's episode, uh, we'll be talking about communication in general. And hopefully <laughs> the first 10 minutes <laughs> were, were communicated very well. I feel like we're shooting ourselves in the foot with this one. <laughs> I tell you, we got to be careful with this one because at the end, this will be the judge of the listeners. And I hope we do a good job with this one today because it's an, it, it's an important topic and one that I'm really personally very passionate about. And I hope that it is of use and we actually get somewhere with it because this is one that could... It's like playing a game with like stuck in the mud, you know? You, we have to be careful here, so... <laughs> you could sink. Yes, you <laughs> because could. Because you it's keep like, moving. Man, it's like, it's, like, uh, qui- it's, it's like quicksand, so... It's, quicksand. Uh, let's not get stuck. Um, but yeah, the listeners will be playing judge, jury, and I suppose they might execute us. <laughs> well, um, you can be the barrister and I'll be the defense barrister. And we go, we all get time for cross-examination. It's all going to be very, very diplomatic in here. There you go. That's how we do it. Um, so yeah, I suppose starting off, you know, we talk about communication. I think, I definitely don't think it's an understatement to say that communication is very much at the heart of everything that we do in pretty much everyday life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Like, even if you're at home or if you're at work, you're always going to be communicating with someone at some point. And I think it's um, important to also say, like, communication falls both verbally, but probably what we've experienced more in kind of modern days is through text, emails, kind of more digital communication. Mm-hmm. Um. And also, I would say, you know, video calls might be different than um, conversations face to face because you miss that kind of there's certain parts that you miss um, when somebody's there with you. Right. It's an interesting point, though. I mean, I was going to do a bit of the preamble with you there as well and kind of introduce things slightly, but maybe we should just jump right in. I'm not too sure. Maybe this is the wrong approach, but let's see what happens. I'm really interested. Anyway, at least before we finish up today, we have to talk about the video calls because I've I mean, as I'm sure we all have. I've had quite. I'm doing quite a lot of them at the moment um, with uh, college and stuff and so on, and I must say I actually find them very effective. Now, 
I mean, like, I, what I find difficult is like an audio call when you've got like three or four people on an audio call with no, and like, you can't see them, and it's like, what's the? Po- I don't know. I find that very, con- I find that very confusing because typically you've got like, you know, you've made a conceited effort. Sorry, you've made you've made a, a particular effort to have three or four bodies there at ten o'clock in the morning to have a discussion about something, and like, you. You miss the by language because you're not. It's not a visual thing. Like ninety percent of all communication is nonverbal. So I think in something like an email or a text or something like that, we know we can't see the person, and it's for a different purpose, perhaps. And if something is just better done through a phone call, then that is fine. But if it's done through a video call, that's even better because you can actually see the person too, and you can get you can sort of see if they're tired or their response or you know whatever. But look, without waffling too much, um, I just want to put like a little like a bookmark there. I'd like to come back to the video call because it's so close to reality, but obviously there's an awful lot missing too. Yeah, yeah, and just like it's it's interesting there that you were saying there's no point in having a video call if you're gonna keep the camera off. At that point, then you would just call someone, right? You lose the benefits of a video call if your camera isn't on. Yeah, um, and like like time is time is precious. Like I mean, you know, if we have like if you're if a meeting is set up for four or five people to uh, to attend, you might as well just turn your camera on, have the half an hour or whatever it is, and I can guarantee it'll be ten times more effective. It it just now look it depends on what you're all doing. I mean, it could be. I mean, it just depends on what kind of industry like you're in. You know, if you're a computer programmer, you don't really need to have many face to face calls because it's just it just doesn't like warranted. I suppose. Um, it might be nice as a change, but like for everyday stuff, it's not that important. Um, but for all other things, like I'm, I'm sort of lacking exa- examples today. But like for other, for other sort of. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I suppose what we're doing here, this is a uh, video call. Sure. We do it remotely. Well, the, the, um, this is this is where it's, I'd, I'd almost say mandatory because if as I'm talking and if I can see you and you're starting to kind of look a bit bored, which is I'm afraid quite often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. No, because I put I put him to sleep. Unfortunately, Mick, I, I know, and uh, you're you're not good enough to tell me that. Um, that uh, I I edit all that part out where I'm snoring. It. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and there's like a big pool of drool, and your, his dog comes in and gives me a big wave, and it's like the hell to bring the dog to the vet because she was over consuming water with like a high salt content because you you know you're always dehydrated and stuff. So. Um, yeah, no, there we go. Um, but anyway, thanks for calling me out on it. No problem. And just my my, my biggest insult is that you're dehydrated. So, haha. Yeah, that's, that's, there you uh, go. There, there, there you go. But um, no, yeah, yeah. I think we should capitalize on these things. I just think the video call is a very interesting one because it's very close to reality. Um, but yet, yeah, there's yeah. so much that you're missing as well. Yeah, I, I agree. It is close to reality. So maybe perhaps the first thing that we should we could talk about is, in fact, like. The way that I see it, um, when we talk about modern day um, communications and all that kind of stuff, is that essentially in today's world, kind of governed by technology, um, and also the way that we live, like I would say that our life is very fast-paced, driven, and we probably get bored a lot quicker than what we used to get bored. And by we, I mean humans in general before um, we were used to having everything on demand, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. um, listening to someone for a long period of time, it's not the easiest thing for us because our attention span is, is, is terrible. Um, yeah. So it's important to grip somebody. So it is. I suppose it's communication works both ways, right? It's both 
the person talking and the person who's actually listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this fast paced world, like how does like communication has changed? It has. But I guess the thing to, to think about there is like, is this also like an evolutionary process? Because before we could all sit around by the campfire and sing like, you know, the, the, like, you know, sing the campfire song song. And and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> so if you cut the double song song there, the reference from SpongeBob. Yeah, I did. Okay, I good, did. good. I'm just making sure it's very important. That everyone gets that, okay? It's critical. You know, it's my little, my, my little moment of uh, it's my little flame. You know, it's like when you try and like start a fire with, without like a fire lighter. It's just you know crap. Yeah. But then you have the fire lighter. And it's like ooh wow, you know. It's like deodorant, no petrol, no. They're dangerous. Give me a fire lighter. Ah, it's perfect. So anyway, I got that in there. So I'm really happy. Anyway, the point there is like. I think it's an evolutionary thing. I actually think because I think, like, as we know, like, humans are still evolving, right? So I think it's not a bad that... I think, yeah, sure, I, th- I, th- I think on average it's fair to suggest that our attention span has probably dwindled. Sure, of course it does. But is that necessarily a bad thing? Because I think you can still have people who will still, like, re- like, re- like read a book for an hour or two, even though it's a niche market, but, you know, they'll still do it. That is true, yeah. Might but, it be useful to, su- to suggest? Because I kind of meandered there on the video thing. So I might just go back to the beginning when you were saying like like uh, communication is central in general to everybody and, you know, how we go about our business and that. But I'd like to also kind of put forth the premise and just kind of have this out there. And I would like to suggest something that's a little bit bold, but I think it's reasonably true. Uh, listeners, let us know what you think, please. We'd love to hear your, your, your input on this. I think fundamentally, I don't think... I think it, it it this is there's a there's a duality here so just bear with me. I'm going to just say it and then I'm going to re- I'll retaliate afterwards and sort of make it sort of um a bit more believable. That's fair. Yeah. Um I think the baseline for people in general is that people on average they tend to struggle with communication. And I don't think we're excellent communicators at all. I think we've got some very big problems with communication in general. I don't think people are very good at it. I think to find a good communicator is quite rare. And I think that sounds like a contradiction in terms, because if you think about it, if we weren't good communicators, then we would not have survived. We'd be all out in the woods hiding, afraid of each other. So obviously that doesn't happen. So clearly we're good enough. Please, please talk if you're... if you're, if, if you're Yeah, I just wanted to uh, interject there just because I don't want you to pass away from it and then yeah, my comment absolutely. Is like, uh, gets a bit lost. But what you're saying that we're bad communicators and to a certain point I would I would probably agree um and then there's people that are like you say there's obviously going to be exceptions to the rules people are really good at communicating and perhaps us two are one of them hey <laughs> um well but I, possibly <laughs> but the way that I see communication is that uh it's a it's kind of a um you have two players in it the person who's communicating and the person who's listening Absolutely. So you could have absolutely you could yeah, have a conversation. Good, absolutely. Exactly. So you could have a really good communicator, um, but the listener is just not having it. Um so in that point, what happens? Are you a bad communicator? Yeah. Um that's kind of that kind of makes it a bit more complicated when it comes to like oh like saying we're all really bad communicators. Because we could be great communicators if we just gave the time to listen. But chances yeah. are we won't, you know? What you, okay, so what you've just said there is absolutely central to kind of almost everything else I'd like to talk about today because I think that a lot of people are very intelligent. A lot of people are very... They might be particularly, they might be particularly articulate, but they're very astute and they, they know what they want. 
and what they mightn't want is a good communication with you because you could be an, mm. you could be the, the the enemy you could be someone they're trying to you could be just someone they don't want to talk to and in that case they're going to shut they'll shut down and there'll be a disguise behind what they're doing and saying and so on and as a result of that you might as well be talking to the wall in some cases so i think we all know family friends other members of our, of our community and no matter what we do and no matter how hard we try there's people who just don't want to get on with us or whatever it might be and it's like what am i doing wrong there's a very good chance it, it's you you know it, like if you think about it, like is there a higher chance that i'm the one with the problem or the world is the one with the problem well there's a lot of people in the world and there's only one of you so it would be reasonable to suggest that you're probably the issue uh, I, that like that would be a standard approach and then sometimes you have to think to yourself, well, actually, no, I'm doing it. You, you, you know, you, you kind of look back and you go, no, I've been quite reasonable the last like six months in my approach with say that that with that said person, or it could even be like that organization or that football team or you know like, whatever it is. I've tried everything with them and they just don't seem to want to um, continue. So either it's me, which is quite possible, or it's them, which is less possible. But also you might have to consider that as well. So. I suppose without it's, going- o- it's always harder to blame the other person. No, it's always easier to blame the other person, I think. Yes, um, that's so, that's part of the problem. Yeah. So in that case, it's always... It, it, chances are the person is going to say, like, well, it's the other person's fault. But taking a step back and, like, trying to look at it from an other people's perspective, that's really when you start to identify, okay, well, look, that's actually something I could do differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think- I mean, we will... We sh- A lot of the times we are are probably our hardest critics, so... We should probably stick to that. That is true. But it depends on the person who has been spoken to or who's mm. been, like, kind of... the commu- One has in- one has initiated communication with an- another person. Now, how motivated is that person to actually actively engage and listen to what you're, you're saying? It all depends on the setting. If it's an interpersonal relationship, you'd imagine that the, relation- that the motivation would be very high. If it's a work relationship, it's obviously going to be very different. And I think almost by definition, you'll put on certain um, windscreens and uh, and uh, umbrellas and, and stuff and and uh, various kind of devices and contraptions. And like in a way, when when we're in the working world, we all know the rules. You know, like I'm not going to have this person come to my Christmas party. Or sorry, they're not like they're not going to be at my Christmas dinner table, are they? Like you know what I mean? You just know we all it's 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 very clear, and those boundaries are are there, and it's very clear, and that actually makes it a lot better. Um, but there are a lot of cases where people will not particularly be interested or motivated or even in, like, uh, yeah, like they won't be interested or motivated or be feeling pensive enough to actually have a full, proper, in-depth conversation with you about a certain topic because they might themselves be just disinterested or, you know, for various reasons, they just don't particularly want to talk about that, which I think is a massive shame because I think if people were just like not so apprehensive to try and understand someone else's point of view about a certain thing, I think people are very sort of shut off more than they need to be and very sort of like a closed book on a lot of different issues and topics where, you know, they really could do well to listen to somebody else's opinion about this because they might actually go and learn something new. You know, there's always a, there's a wonderful approach you can take about people and listening and talking to them and you can start to think about, okay, well, there's a very good chance that this person who I'm, who I'm talking to now knows something that I don't. And if I start to think about that, I was just waiting yeah, for you to no. talk. <laughs> yeah, no, I was waiting for you to finish that right. sentence. But what I was going to say is, um, just because you brought up a really good point, was that essentially communication starts with you, the listener. Like if you make a conscious decision to listen to the to what's being communicated, 
there's a higher chance that that person will succeed in the communication um, than there is if you don't listen. Uh, and that's 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 intuitive, right? It certainly yeah, is. That's fair to say. It it most definitely is. And then to kind of like put the cherry on top and the biggest part of the ish, I suppose the, the, the largest slice of the pie as far as I'm concerned is about being honest with the other, other person. So we can be really, we, we can try and get through a lot of material with, with with somebody but if the person doesn't genuinely have any interest in discussing it any further then it, it's the onus really is on the person who's 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 at the at that moment in time listening to the other person talking to say listen i'll be honest i'm just not that interested in that topic can we talk about something else and it's like that's not shutting down somebody that's just being honest and if the person then insists on talking about that topic and doesn't shut down well then they're being a bit they're kind of missing the point aren't they it's like go find someone else to talk about that Sometimes it's helpful to talk about these things that the person has been really insistent upon, but the other person is yeah. just not open at all. And like depending on the topic, that can be problematic. But in most cases, they're probably not prying too much. They're probably just genuinely, oh, I really am thinking about, I don't know, photosynthesis and leaves. It's like, well, I'd like to talk about this with you. It's like, well, I'm not very particularly interested in the scientific affairs. I don't really care about plants and leaves. They can go they can go shoot themselves. I get oxygen from leaves and, and, and that's all I care about. It's like, well, I want to understand this and that. And the other. It's like, you're talking to the wrong person, which is probably the case and you need to move on and go talk about the weather or, or something with them. And they'll, they'll respond to you about that because they've been out gardening all morning. So they what was yeah. they might they might have been but they could be a gardener by trade. They couldn't give, they couldn't give a toss about four sentences. Perfectly reasonable, valid possibility. You know, so it's like, you just have to kind of gauge what people are, are, are like. But like I said, the, the honesty has to be there and both people have to take have to take part in that. Yeah, you're saying gauge the audience. But I, I suppose another thing to look at that would be, I think it's, you could, like say somebody was talking about photosynthesis to somebody else and that other person wasn't interested in that conversation. I think there's still ways to have a conversation and that's mostly around, you know, being um, friendly, positive, having a good kind of general vibe around you. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. if that paints the picture, but um, as opposed to being like aggressive, I know that there's certain topics that, you know, you might feel very passionate about and certain topics that are kind of hard to discuss, um, even though they, they they shouldn't be. But, you know, t- today's world, I guess we're all a bit more sensitive to things. But seemingly what's so, important, yes. But what's important there is to go at it with a positive mindset um, and to kind of s- talk about it, expressing your interest in it, as opposed to like spitting it out like as if you're reading from a book. So essentially what I'm trying to say here is that if you have just, a, if you keep a positive kind of mindset to everything, um, n- I think no matter what you want to talk about, despite what the other person, um, I suppose, thinks about that topic if they're interested or not i think that will automatically spike their interest as opposed to if you were going in it um and forcing it on them if you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. it it, like the other person is probably going to listen to what you have to say at the start anyway Mm -hmm. to understand what you are talking about so they've made a conscious decision of listening to you Mm -hmm. so if you kind of start the conversation quite friendly and um, positively. Yeah, exactly, accordingly. Uh, you will, you might spike their interest when they might not even have an interest in it. Um, now, obviously, there's a couple of factors there that, that kind of play into your favor then. 
like how famous are you <laughs> i think if you're really famous they anybody would talk about anything with you <laughs> that is very true um but when it comes down to communication i think it's very important also from the listener point of view um to be very respectful um because i think if I, if you were talking about something um and i was constantly interrupting you i think that is also a form of bad communication but it's the bad communication from my end of listening um, because that's when it, you can easily then uh, pick up sort of um, misinterpretations into what you're trying to say and then fight potentially. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think from my end of things, it's like the biggest hurdle that needs to be captured. And I suppose you're saying it automatically that it's it's kind of there, it's it's intuitive. But if that base, in, if that base interest... <laughs> isn't there with the other person I don't quite know how to combat that because there's like you'll ask people questions about certain things and it will not particularly resonate with them and I get a bit worried when I ask people about questions such as that like you know it's like well you know oh the sky is blue it's like oh okay, yeah the sky is blue I've known that since like kindergarten sure I know that yeah the, the sky is blue but they won't go any further than that. And it's like, well, and it's like, yeah, I mean, like I've seen, like, I know the sky is blue, but have you really seen a sky? It's like, do you know what I mean? It, it, they don't really mm-hmm. kind of think, they, wanna, they don't want to think anymore about that. Um, that kind of worries me, that bit. But um, So so you're saying the the kind of the lack of interest? Yeah, exactly. To go it, further. It's the same thing if they want to talk about like the world, like World War Two, or it could be, um, you know, the, the, uh, different, but, uh, you know, because uh, could that be just um, potentially laziness from people? I mean, we as yes. people probably have become more lazy. Um, again, we have everything pretty much on demand. We don't need to go shopping anymore. We can get shopping delivered, get food delivered. Sure. You can pretty much be locked in your bathroom, like constantly throughout the day, uh, for for forever, pretty much, and mm-hmm. live happily. Yeah, and that's why, like, with the current pandemic, with with the COVID situation, the it's obviously affected everybody in some way. But there are some people where it has had no effect at all. You know, like if you're if you're working on on a remote basis and you're doing quite well financially, um, this won't have affected you much. You know, it's just that kind of thing. Where, but anyway, that's that's just, I suppose that's a little bit bit of an aside. But the thing about that is, like, yeah, it's to do with the base interest, and if the base interest isn't there, then we're kind of in trouble because you can't do much about that. Um, I suppose it's true. Excuse me. I suppose it's true where we've gotten more lazy and I suppose less reticent, like or more re- like reticent to try and explore things that we mightn't explore before. I think it's a real problem because there's a lot of topics that people should and ought to really explore, but they're not willing to do it. They're not willing to kind of do the work, you know, and I Here. worry about that. Here's a question. Is that mostly because of the per- person who's talking about that topic is? So, in other words, not everyone is interested in technology, right? Other Some people are very happy to just use the technology and not know the backgrounds of it and the potential uses that we have, like the advancements that we're doing and what these advancements can, can lead to. Mm. Like, why, why are we trying to improve, like, um, processors? Why are we going to, like... Uh, 64 you know uh, cores and 
well, what's all of that good for like for me for for like the individual who's just using his laptop to browse it's like i don't care i just want to be able to like go on the internet and like watch netflix or something you know sure so if i was talking about technology to them uh to like a friend or uh, a family member they might not be interested directly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i'm talking about it but what about the likes of like if bill gates was talking to them about technology or if like um Elon Musk was talking about his stuff. Do you yeah. think that there'll be an automatic spike in interest based on the person who's talking to them? Yeah. That's a great topic and I'm glad you brought it up because that's actually very true. And it's not not necessarily something that would have immediately come to at least my mind anyway, definitely. Um I suppose if the base interest isn't there with a set topic when you're talking to somebody about something, that same base interest may not be there with anybody also. However, they might be willing to talk about it a little bit more if it was Elon Musk than say Mick or, or Mick, Mick or John. Mick or Don, right? So if if um, if if Ding and Dong here who are running the Eudaimonia podcast, uh, two two un- unknown, you know, ding dongs are talking to somebody about the you know, whatever. Yeah, of course. Um my only other concern then is that's more that's kind of sad because that means then that their interest in that said topic is extrinsically motivated. I I have a problem with that. So, would you think that it should be nearly the opposite way, right? If I was Absolutely. somebody's friend talking about something that was passionate to me, but not necessarily an interest to them, they should have an they should automatically have have an interest in speaking about this with me because they can see that uh, they can kind of see how I'm at reacting to it, as opposed to like. No, I don't want to talk to you about it. But if all of a sudden Elon Musk comes along, yes, tell me everything about your space mission to Mars. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're saying, hey, why, why just, why is it that your interest spikes or peaks when there's somebody with like, um, c- c- they want to know about Elon, or something or whatever. Yeah, is is Elon Musk considered like a public figure? I suppose he is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, he would be. So, you know. It, like why is that hmm. so does that come back to like does that does that essentially make it go go like kind of deeper into our kind of habits and potentially like being knowing how popular he is and seeing him in front of you talking to you about something you have to show that you all of a sudden that you agree with them because of their status is that what we're saying that it's like a a deeper motivation where it's like they're so famous I have to be interested because there's they're them mm-hmm. so that that could be a problem in itself yeah constantly well, looking for that kind of um higher status person mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I guess true. that's that's kind of when you think about it that's what social media is there for right it's it's a constant tool to allow us to perform to other people yeah um that's another very good point so if we get a text on our phone or a whatsapp message or some sort of a notification on one of our devices it's pretty unless you've well i mean it depends i suppose really depends but a lot of people would be very kind of hyper focused i might say in trying to get that issue addressed and and looked at and because they would prioritize that quite heavily over say um reading a map 
or say they're out for a walk and they're reading a map. That's a very strange thing. People don't do people don't do that anymore. But like you do something relatively abstract, you might go for a swim, and you'll notice you've got all these notifications on your phone, and you'll leave it until later when you're ready. Classic a classic example. So a good friend of yours rings you, and you're about to sit down to a to a dinner. Well, what do you do? Well, I mean. I, I hope you don't answer. I, I hope you wait till you have dinner and then answer it. I mean, you know, the, had talked to the person you haven't spoke about in three months. Oh, hello. Oh, wonderful. And then you're catching up and all that. And, you know, it could be a very good friend, but you come off the phone and then all of a sudden your your chili concurrently has gone bloody cold. You know, this, you know why, you know, prioritize your time. So it's like, you know, um, but it, it, it worries me. <clears throat> but there are like those people that, that reply straight away to the message as soon as they hear the bing, no matter what they're doing, right? Yeah, I worry about those people. Unless, so unless you're unless you're at work now, of course, and it, it it's different. Yeah. But you know. Uh, so then, in terms even of then, it's it, it's a problem. So then, what category of communication does that go into? Is it the constant, um, potentially what from from their point of view, from the person who's who's like answering straight away? It could be the the constant communication aspect. Like they always want to have some kind of. Um, conversation or communicate with other people and they just want to keep that going or is it a case of um, I don't want them to be left long for reply I find that very interesting in terms of what pushes somebody to do it and like in what category of communication that might fall into because it's not necessarily good communication like you replying straight away doesn't necessarily fall into like oh you're a good communicator yeah exactly yeah uh, that's absolutely very true and that's the thing like i mean that's a whole episode in and of itself you know what i mean like it's like we've got a new branch or a new wave of how we deal with technology and communication with people excuse me <clears throat> because of the like i just said the new te- technology so you know how do you deal with that appropriately well there's ways to manage it you know i mean i think they're trying to bring into law now that they're, they're trying to push it into law where people don't have to check their emails after, say, 5 o'clock. So you can be expected to come in to work the following morning, catch up on your emails, and spend that time from, say, between 9 and half 9, checking on your emails, and then going from there, rather than some firms expecting that you'll read your emails overnight and so on, you know. And, which is fine if you're, you know, on, you know, say, a manager or a board level, possibly. But, you know, for someone just on the floor, it's not required, you know. Whereas some places kind of... You know, who are you if you don't do that? You know, so it, it can be very different. But uh, I'm sort of segueing there, there slightly. Um, yeah, like I think that's a whole topic in and of itself. Um, I think this is a classic example where the education sort of s- system fails. It doesn't prepare people for the real world. And this is a classic case of how to deal with the real world. There's no sort of lessons on this. And this is a huge part of pe- people's lives nowadays. You know, how do you deal with that? And some people, yeah, are, yeah, sure, go on. No, yeah, no, I was just saying, yeah, I agree, I agree with what you're saying there, um, which is probably doesn't help with what people value these days. But again, as you said, like it's it's probably a, a topic for another episode. Um, we try and focus on the communication aspect. But before we move away from social media, there's also a communicational aspect of social media, where you post or. Um, you do the scrolling down and everything. And so marketing yeah, sure. is heavily based on social media these days. So it's very important Massive for so, them. Because yeah. they know people yeah, are so going to spend on t- time. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's like very 
highly focused on social media because the chances are that the majority of people will be looking at their social media feed and will come across these ads. So how important, like obviously it's super important for um, businesses, whoever's advertising to have a very catchy, um, a very catchy kind of ad picture, whatever it is. But do you think that it falls the same way as in at the other side? Like, I mean, obviously if, if I'm not interesting, interested in buying like, um, just trying to think of something, uh, a chair, I'm probably not going to, mm-hmm. you know, be interested in the ad for like a business that's selling a chair. But is that, um, essentially can the business advertisement increase my want to buy a chair even though I don't want to? Or is it still oh, essentially goes on me where it's like, well, I have to make that decision. Kind of like if somebody's talking to you, you make the first decision of listening and that will increase the chances of that communication being good. If I'm on my phone and I'm scrolling through like a, a social media app and I see a chair, can it still grab my eye even if I'm not interested in the chair? Or do I have Absolutely. to make that decision to be like, yes, actually, no. the chair is good. I'm looking for it. Let me go for it. I think that's the power of advertising because if it didn't have an effect, then it wouldn't be implemented. So it's like kind of saying we're less in control of our minds than we'd like to think. Um, mm. Like if I see something like I here's a classic one for you. When we're finished this conversation, I'm going to literally run down to to to, to Aldi because I, I, I want some chocolate. And I've been thinking about chocolate all day. I, I'm I'm serious, between lectures. And I was going to hold it off until tomorrow, but I'm going to go down tonight because I want to, and that's it. And it's like, there was no advertising today. I haven't seen any advertisements today on my feed for chocolate, but it's sort of something that's... Uh, anyway, um, the point but there you get is that weird we advertisements. than we realize. You get weird ones like how to make uh, 7 million euro um, because someone succeeded or something, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, Pat Kenny loses it all. <laughs> like I've, like I've this, never yeah. seen, I've never seen pop ups since like two thousand eight. But <laughs> you seem to still get them. I don't know why you did. <laughs> yeah, how to make how to make Bitcoin? Um, how to make Bitcoin gains in two thousand and nine? <laughs> it's a little like, late it's on so that ridiculous. one. <laughs> Someone is someone. I'm. I guarantee you, someone has hacked my. Um, yeah, someone's trolling you. Yeah. My Gmail. I don't even know why, because I'm a bloody nobody, like ninety nine percent of the population. But someone's got my. Someone's got my like my um, my paste bin or whatever phrase is used nowadays for these things. It's like this big like globular cell of like data. My carbon footprint. That's the word. Someone's got a hold of that thing, and. Um, they're just it's just messing it's with this, you. I don't know. It's this big, big mess. But uh, that's quite funny, actually. Yeah, now that you mention it. But um, no, that's why advertising works. Um, as you know, Mick. You know, like the, yeah. they don't do it for nothing. Um, it's whether we want it or we don't. It's going to have an effect. Definitely. It's why they and put the milk. It's why they put the milk and the essentials in the back of the store. And not in the front beside the checkout. So you're going to go down to the back of the store. And while you're on the, on the way down, chances are you have a one in five or six chance, depending on how big this, this, the, the store is, 
in walking down the sweet aisle and then you'll pick up a packet of biscuits too, won't you? With your with with your tea for later, which is why you're buying the milk in the first place. And then all of a sudden you end up spending seven or eight quid when you only wanted to buy a carton of milk. There you go. The power of, of the mind. Um so so I suppose this might be a good good time to start talking about the video chat that you wanted to talk about and kind of finishing up on that point. Um I suppose video chat okay. chat is something yeah, that sure. that we that, that we do constantly, right? Even even just video chatting like family members um i suppose traveling these days is a lot more common than it was before and specifically also like moving country to live is becoming more common so chances yeah. are that it's more common that people start video chatting uh with their family members because they can't visit them um so i guess communicating in that sense is very important uh, which <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know about you, but every time I've kind of video called or or communicated through the internet with my parents, it's a bit of a mess sometimes. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Like, I think it works very well if the if both people want to communicate ideas and they want to talk about a said thing. Like, I think this works rather well because we're doing a podcast on a remote basis, so that works out very well because we've got a set defined goal. We've, we, we have a topic which we try and keep reasonably in check. Listeners, let us know if we're doing a good job on that. We probably aren't. But we have a said goal and we're going to do that. And that's why why I think it works. Now, I remember having conversations with, with my parents too. And it was never very good because we had things to talk about. Although I, I speak to them quite a lot when I, when I was away working on that. But the point I'm making is that if you want to just like hang out with somebody it's kind of harder to do it. Like, I'd always kind of value time with, say, my parents. I'd rather be actually around them. And it's kind of, I don't know, I think it's better to just have that presence sometimes. Now, this is all to do with interpersonal relationships. We're not going to, like, juxtapose the differences between, like, having, like, conference calls and, and stuff at, at work. We just sort of hit hit on the personal stuff, so maybe we could stick stick with that or whatever. But um, yeah, I find it was always, yeah, sure, go on. No, no, I was just saying, yeah, I think it's probably better to stick to the personal stuff because if we start looking at like uh, corporate meetings and calls for, for work, um, I think there's already like a general guidelines for work. Like there's certain things that you just won't do and um, that you shouldn't do, not that you won't do, that you shouldn't do. Um, so I think it, it it's probably more applicable to like the personal stuff. Yeah, I think I think so too. Like, I agree, like, I didn't have much of a... I didn't find the video call very helpful when speaking to my parents. It wasn't very fr- uh, fruitful. Or any, like, very close family member. I didn't find it worked very well, probably because we're so familiar with each other. And, like, the conversation would have less of, a, like, a point. It would just be like, oh, it's, not, it's nice to speak to you today because it's just, it just, it's just comforting. Whereas if there's, like, something to talk about specifically... When the commun- when the communication is relatively impersonal, I think it works excellently. I think it even work- it even works better than a, than a, a a meeting in person because it cuts out mm-hmm. all the crap. Oh, do you want a cup of tea and all this sort of stuff? No, you can just get to the bare bones of the conversation and be done with it in about fifteen or twenty minutes. Like I know this year with me with with, with colleges, all my lectures take about four minutes. Whereas they would take a full hour because you got to go in and you got to wait for the bloody person to show up and then they mightn't show up because they're either drunk or you know asleep or in a ditch or God knows where. Um, <laughs> but uh, I find it's more to the point, you know. Um, so here, here, r- here's a here's a thought. Will so you, you're kind of you're kind of like 
saying that you were like me where video chats probably with like family members were, weren't a, a, ideal um they were still nice I to like them great, see no. them yeah th- but there was it was still nice to like see them when you couldn't oh yeah absolutely but, yeah yeah but here here it is here here's like the question is um what if you didn't video chat every time that you spoke what if it was just like once a month would then that increase the, the kind of how effective it is if I think what affects the difference, actually, to be honest with you, is the frequency in which you speak. Like, I'd speak to my parents mm-hmm. every day anyway. That's just because I've got a good relationship with them. Well, you know, per, per, particularly my, my dad, I, I'd speak to him him, him every day. No, no almost not, like just on a religious basis, I would just speak to him every day because um, we've got a very good relationship, for example. But I think if you're speaking to somebody like that most days and then you have the video call, it doesn't really add much to it. But if it's someone like once a month and you've, and you've got things to say i think the video call could really add a bit of spice to that and you'll mm-hmm. get through what you need to get through and then as well as that um you've got the additional kind of um dimension of of uh, visual aid to kind of help you communicate what you want to say and vice versa you know so it, it's really that, it, it, no yeah it does make sense so it it really goes back to like that visual aid and i suppose i i, I definitely agree with you with saying like if you're constantly communicating with them turning on a video is probably not going to increase the chances of kind of having a better video call than, you know, if you didn't. Um, well, I suppose it probably would increase the chance of having a better video call if you had the camera on than if you didn't. But what I'm saying is more <laughs> the, the, the communication aspect, right? Um, but it's, I think it's kind of more, I think it's one of those things that is, is kind of, evolved right it's very it's probably not as common to like call anymore right a lot of people prefer to just get texts instead of calls so same thing that if you were like away and you had a bit of time and you wanted to communicate with your uh, family member you wouldn't really phone them you would probably video call them that's kind of like the default now and the calls Mm -hmm. are kind of gone down the drain nearly like chances are the only people that you're calling are um revenue or anything to do with taxes, <laughs> insurance, Jeez. <laughs> insurance, um, and other things like that. It, yeah, it does feel a bit ancient. Like you know, having a yeah. phone call with somebody that that's that's definitely that's definitely becoming very much a thing of the past now. Um, so that that comes down to the technology, the right? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So the fact that we have like cameras really good cameras in our phone already straight away is like, well, why don't we also look at each other while we're talking? Exactly. That, that's exactly, you know, it's like, why not, you know, let, let's add another sort of flavor. It's like, I thought I had chili powder, but I have guacamole as well. It's like, ooh, didn't think that was happening. <laughs> didn't think that was Wait, on you, the menu you, tonight. You, I thought that was Thursday you just You just eat chili powder like that? No, well, I have it in my. I I I'd, I'd add it in my wraps, especially on a on a especially on a, on a Friday. Gets me very excited for the, for the weekend because on Sunday evenings I have, I try paprika and it really gets me going. Keeps oh, the loins keeps the loins ready for Monday morning. <laughs> so it's all about the spices. It's all um, about the um. It's all about the hermositas and the candorel and all that <laughs> sugar and spice and everything nice. You know what they you you know what they all say. So yes. But but do. yeah, it's in terms of, I suppose, video chats, you can definitely see the benefits in them, um, but they're not always going to be effective. Is essentially the the takeaway there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. 
No, I totally agree. Like you have to have things to communicate and to say. I think like clinically, I think I think it's better to just in a way it depends what the medium is if like if it depends what you're looking at. I mean like I don't know, I just think it's better if it's something clinical. Excuse me, and you've got like a point quote explain. You have your bullet points and get out like the video call is fine. But it just depends what you're talking about, really, I think. Yeah, so it's up to you. Best judgment, decide. Now, perhaps that judgment is I just want to see their face. Hey, that's good enough. Um, but <laughs> in terms of in terms of your communication, it's probably not going to uh, increase your, um, well, I suppose, come off, come out with it with like uh, better communication than if you just had a phone call. You're just adding, hey, let me see your face. That aspect to it. That's, that's exactly it. Um, definitely. But it goes back to the interest, you know, like the person, the other person has to have a desire to actually commu- communicate with you and... <laughs> and to turn on the video. <laughs> oh, yeah. And some people, of course, as we all know, our beloved relations, some, some of them can't turn on the, the, the computer. <laughs> they can't even turn on the bloody device. So uh, having a video call for them is just something that, you know... Some people are out in the in the wild wild west, man. You know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, you're on mute. You're on mute. I can just hear you speaking. I can just oh. see your lips moving. You're on mute. It's shocking. Uh-huh. That, that's that's what they say, right? 2020, the year of you're on mute, <laughs> because of all the 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 meetings that would have been had for work uh, through video calls and the amount of times people would have been on mute. Um, that's the quote of the year. It is very interesting. It is, it is the quote of the year, but um. I think to wrap it up, maybe communication mm-hmm. is hugely important, and I don't think people give it enough time and attention and thought. So I think ultimately we're not good at communicating, and we don't see the value that it can add to our daily lives, our personal lives, our working lives, in every aspect of life, really. And I think ultimately it comes down to the default position. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit late in the game now for making new points, but I'll say it anyway. I think I think we've already kind of captured it too perhaps if we if we listen back i'm not too sure but um i think by definition we're quite lazy as a species which makes sense you know path of least resistance and all that so that that's that's that is what it is but that can come out as well and that can be expressed through having poor communication when we could do a lot better and we could derive a, a huge sense and much more of a benefit if we're only willing to actually try and make more of an effort and also when the expectation is low and then you get more of it. It's like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Like, you know, classic example. I'll take college because I'm in college this year, as are you. And um, we started interacting an awful lot more with our with, with the people in our year and the people who are taking the same classes that we're taking. I started interacting with, with them a lot more, as did they with me in the last two, three weeks because the exams were, were coming up. And we, we really made some solid progress. And maybe that's because the course was finishing, you know, and you're wrapping up all the the information and then you kind of, it gets easier as you see it again and so on and, and, and blah, blah, and you get more more practice. But had, had, had we done that at, at the beginning in, say, the first four, three or four weeks, would we have not done even better and we would have all got more out of the, the, the classes? I don't know. But it just kind of goes to show, like, people's, mo- people's motivations change. And I think it's it, it's unfortunate that we don't, give more than we plan to. Yeah, I agree. Um, but then I suppose the other side of that is if I was to give um, 
based on our conversation, if I was to give, um, kind of say, oh, how can we improve communication? I would say it starts with the person, like make a conscious effort to listen. Um, and that would automatically improve um, the what the person is communicating to you. Now, obviously, there's other factors like they could just be generally boring in terms of their how they they talk and how they actually communicate. But putting that effort in at the start um, at least kinds of kind of makes it that it's not <laughs> as as kind of selfish as it sounds, but it's not your fault. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is to understand and pick up signals that people are sending out who don't want to be talked to and communicated with because they might have like a set agenda with you or with anybody and that's all you're going to get out of them because, I mean, there's a plethora of different reasons why that might be the case but they just don't want to have that and got to do with, with, with you or whoever it might be and you'll try and talk to them about certain things. I mean, you might as well just be talking to the wall. So it's important to... If you if you if you're the pensive type and you like to strike up conversations with people, not everyone's going to be so receptive to listening to you. This is blatantly obvious. Everyone knows this, of course, because we've all come across this in, in life. But it's helpful to build up um, an arsenal of, of of weaponry that you understand that you can deploy and use um, to catch and understand and uh, identify these sorts of patterns and behaviors in people, which are a lot more common than you might think. Um, so that you don't go around wasting an awful lot of your time and, and energy when you could be, you know, using that energy into other people who are actually going to do better for you. Um, yeah, that's uh, that that's uh, that's my wrap. Yeah, that's good. Hopefully with um, with chili powder. Yeah, and, uh, well, paprika on Sundays. You all know the deal by now. So uh, don't um, don't 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 let me down. Do not let me down. Uh, well. I would also say, like, if you guys have anything else to add, please get in contact with us. Our communication um, details are below our email and our Twitter. And uh, let us know how we did in terms of uh, kind of with this episode. Did we communicate it okay? Hopefully we did. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say, except for you've been listening to the Eudaimonia Podcast. And I've been your host, Mick. He's lying. His name is Dick, and I'm Don. <laughs> Goodbye now. You are the weak, you are the you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about doing that trick, and you you. I said no, I won't do it to him now because I'm nice. Well, it's not gonna happen anymore, punk. I don't get it. <laughs>